Thank you for joining. Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. This is uh, Monday in October, first Monday of October. Good morning. Good to see you again. Do you know what happens on the first Monday of October? I do not. Happens every year. I'm a little afraid to ask. <laughs> <laughs> happens every year. Um, it's the official season of the Supreme Court sitting for for this year, and they and they go from basically October first to Monday of October mm-hmm. to the uh, uh, generally the end of May. Now they'll they'll convene in between if they need to uh, for special things, which they've done this last year, by the way, right? Uh, because of the COVID stuff, but they they sit the court officially on the first Monday of October every year. October to May, that's kind of a nice job season right there, right? Pretty nice, yeah. And they're, <laughs> and they're supposed to have the summer off, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to enjoy it. And again, the way the system works uh, is, uh, remember, they're only hearing uh, cases that have already been decided. Mm-hmm. So they're not, they're not. But there's a challenge too. They're, they're not, you know, somebody that's hearing a case, they're, uh, a lower court, uh, and again, the court system, you know, fundamentally is, you know, a local state court, mm-hmm. then a state appellate court. You say, well, I want to appeal it to the state appellate court because I don't agree with that decision. And then if they, if they say, no, that, that stands, then they appeal it to a federal appellate court mm-hmm. uh, that now is more than just the state. And if that, if they say, uh, well, no, we agree with the lower court, then they can appeal it to the Supreme Court. Mm. So it goes, gotcha. goes up the system. And they're all appeals um, of, right. uh, of just uh, each appellate court, state, federal, and Supreme, are supposed to evaluate the case strictly by the law that exists. Mm-hmm. And the Supreme Court has the highest uh, level, which is the Constitution of the United States. So they would always go back to the Constitution and say, mm-hmm. well, how does this line up with the Constitution? Uh, is what they're supposed to. Um, because of the power of the legislative branch in the last uh, 30, 40, 50 years, particularly the last 10, <clears throat> the lower courts almost ignore the law per se, and they can just decide something on their own. Yeah, we, mm-hmm. think, we think it should be this way, even though the law is something different. And now, right. now everybody's got to deal with that. Um, so, for example, uh, we, have one, we have one live going on right now. Um, Texas uh, passed a law that um, you can't have late-term abortions, and you've got to have a six-week waiting period uh, before you can get an abortion once you, once you come to a doctor. And the doctor, mm. if the doctor <clears throat> violates that, they're fined and disbarred. That's the law in Texas. Just passed. A six-week waiting period? Yep. You got to do a six-week waiting period uh, to evaluate the life of the kid. And if they decide that the kid is alive, you can't, you, can't, you can't go through an abortion. But you can't, you just can't go to a doctor now and say, I want an abortion. There's a whole process mm-hmm. of okay. basically, no, you can't. Um, okay. Which, by the way, the pro- choice people don't like. <laughs> right, right. Uh, of course. Uh, so Texas passed it, signed into law by the governor. As soon as it was signed into law, a challenge. Mm-hmm. We, we say that's invalid. Um, and so uh, there's now cases already. This just happened a couple weeks ago. There's already right. cases in the appellate system. Oh, interesting. That is overturn it. 
overturn mm -hmm. it. Um, and it'll be based upon the judges that they get. It's supposed to be according to the law. So theoretically, again, on its surface, <clears throat> unless it's in violation of the Constitution, which is what they, they maybe they're going to say, uh, Texas already made it a law. Mm -hmm. So there shouldn't be any question, well, it's already law, that's the law. We support the law. That's, right. that's the way, by the way, the original founders set up the system, mm -hmm. was the legislators make the law. Once we agree on that and settle it and set it as law, the court is strictly supposed to say, if a case comes up, does it meet that law or not? That's it. Right. That's all they're supposed to do. Mm, but it's gotten way beyond that now with politics. So right, uh, on right. both sides of the aisle, by the way. So it's, it happens all the time on every place. So it's, it's kind of sad that we've lost the essence of that beauty. Mm -hmm. uh, I think what a beautiful system that was. Uh, but we don't, we don't really have it, follow it all the time. So, um, so now this, this uh, abortion uh, law is already an appeal. Mm -hmm. um, it doesn't even matter what the result's going to be. So if the appeal is overturned, the people that pass the law will go back and appeal that. Right. If, if it's not overturned, the people that oppose it are going to appeal that appeal. Right. In the meantime, does the law stand even while it the is? The law theoretically okay. stands. Okay. And uh, anybody that violates it as a doctor would be fined and disbarred. Uh, right. Uh, but again, likely what will happen is somebody will do that, but they'll say, well, it's being challenged in court, mm -hmm. so you don't have the right to penalize me yet. Let's wait and see what happens. You know, And that's probably what will ha happen. Right, right. Uh, so it's appealed to the state appealing court already. Doesn't matter what the result's going to be. That'll go to the federal appeal court. Doesn't matter what that's going to be. It's going to mm -hmm. the Supreme Court. Uh, right. And that'll be the interesting thing to see, you know, what happens with it. Uh, so, um, uh, you know, as we're, you know, looking at, uh, you know, the issues of, uh, you know, what's going to happen and what's going to come down uh, on a variety of things uh, is the court system Ultimately, the Supreme Court is going gonna, is gonna to decide, and the way that they process it is uh, when the uh, federal appeal is presented, the judges, there's nine of them, mm -hmm. um, and they are assigned, I think I talked about this a little bit before, but they're assigned geographies. Yes, yeah. And so, uh, and they're in their states. So they, they divvy up the 50 states amongst the nine. Mm -hmm. And now you are the overseer of those states. And of so that what, region. Of that region. So whatever court, and by the way, this is, this is why certain cases get moved and worked because they know that, well, that guy is conservative and he's going to, he could reject it. So I right. don't want to do that. I want to go to a liberal system where the mm -hmm. liberal Supreme Court justice will, would accept the case. Um, and by the way, uh, even while a lot of things, and I, I think you probably heard this, um, you hear this all the time, and the Ninth Circuit in California decided. Have you mm -hmm. heard that, the Ninth Circuit? Have you heard that uh, much? No, no. Well, it's a, it's a common, uh, uh, in the news, the Ninth Circuit decided. Why? Well, because they took the case to San Francisco, which is the Ninth Circuit, is super, right. li super liberal. Right. So if they want something passed, they're going to that court to, right. to bring the case. You know? So That's it's a little, little bit of trickiness of how it happens. But uh, so the, the person who's overseeing the geography of that, uh, they are the first person to receive the case. Mm -hmm. Remember, it's been appealed a couple of times, so now it's coming right. to them. And they alone with no impunity and with no explanation, decide whether to accept it or not. And they could say, no, I'm not accepting it. Uh, like uh, Barrett just did. I was uh, going to say, didn't she just turn down one that was kind of surprising for it, people? It was, yeah, uh, about, the, uh, uh, about the COVID uh, vaccines mm -hmm. and stuff. 
she uh, turned it down because uh, because Indiana University kids had said you can't keep me from going to school because I don't have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Got appealed, appealed, appealed. By the way, it's, and when it's uh, there's an urgency to it, which it was because the kids are, had to go to school. Right. It got up the system pretty quick, and Amy uh, said, "I'm not taking the case. That's it. That's the end of it." Um, there's nowhere else to go. So does that end the entire appeal process then? Ends it all. Whatever the, whatever the last, whatever the last okay. court decided, which would be the okay. federal, federal appeals court, that's it. Okay. Um, so she basically said, yeah, sorry, uh, we're not going to take the case. We're not going to consider it. Uh, you can't go to school, which is mm-hmm. a surprise because she's, you know, a conservative. Uh, but she has that power. Right. So, so what, what the court does, uh, Supreme Court is, um, I accept or reject it individually. If I accept it, I then take it to the nine and we process whether we are going to take mm. that case. And then they go through another process because they don't accept all of them. They said, okay, we're going to consider it. Now nah, we're not doing it. Or yep, we'll do it. Right. Um, and they so it can still be rejected. But that one person who's in charge of the region ha- is kind of the first filter. First filter and that, the absolute okay. absolute filter. Yeah. So that they can't go around them and say, well, let's go to a different state. Now right. they can try to take a different case to a different place, mm-hmm. but they can't take that one. Okay. Uh, so anyway, on the first Monday of October is the sitting of the Supreme Court. Uh, and they, uh, you know, they come together and have their season together uh, and we'll decide cases. And I believe this year ought to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, always is yeah this is yeah there's a lot challenging the constitution this year for yeah, sure yeah you know yeah uh so i believe the uh the vaccine mandate uh by the way that's being challenged mm-hmm. um that will wind up in the supreme court i i believe they right. will i think they i don't think they'll reject that one uh out of hand i think they'll take it on and make a determination about it um so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out uh, in the next several weeks or months, because it's going it's right. to it's going to definitely it's challenged already, right? Um, so it's going to it's going to be challenged. So we'll see. Um, but as we uh, you know discuss God's will, um, it's always in as we have these interesting questions as well as what do I do about or I've got an issue, mm-hmm. I've got a problem, or I got a decision to make. Uh, what is your will for me? First of all, we've said God has a will. Right. Uh, and he wants to get it to you and get it to you specifically. Like we talked last time with Ananias and, and uh, Paul is um, he's working all sides of the deal. Right. And he is in the details. He's in the details. It was very specific to Saul, very specific to Ananias, mm-hmm. processed it through uh, the next step for, for Saul about going to the disciples and Barnabas. He brought Barnabas into the mix and um, and then uh, letting him let him go back home because your assignment right now is go go study the Old Testament and understand it from a new light of Christ, and I'm going to help you do that. Uh, right, for- and I loved even how you pointed out that God told Ananias a lot of the why, the yeah. bigger vision that he had for Paul and his assignment. Yet he also had Ananias hold his tongue and not share that with Paul at that time. That's right. I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, yeah, you that know? was really interesting. Um, and and because uh, uh, Paul later, uh, only the only reason he got going was Barnabas was overwhelmed and went and got him to help him. Hey, could you come mm-hmm. and help me? That's how he got started. You know, it was really, really a cool story. Uh, so it's very specific, um, and it's hearing from God, his will, not what we think is a good idea. God, would you bless my plan? Mm-hmm. So um, he makes a statement about this in, uh, in Isaiah uh, 55, 8 to 13. So if you'd go there, uh, Isaiah 55, uh, 8 to 13, uh, and read those verses. Uh, it's very specific about uh, what God says about his will. Sure. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led forth in peace. The mountains and the hills 
before you shall break forth into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar shall come up the myrtle and it shall make a name for the Lord, an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. Okay. Uh, so he makes this, uh, you know, really cool uh, statement uh, that, um, no, hold on a minute, I gotta get this fixed here. Okay, there we go. Um, so he says, as you're considering my will, mm-hmm. um, he said, there's one thing, one thing that you need to understand. My ways... Mm-hmm. are not your ways. Yep. My <laughs> thoughts, my pl- and the word there is plans, my thoughts, mm-hmm. my plans, are not your thoughts and your plans. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's talk about that a little bit. Um, on what basis and why, you know, what, what is your thought about, why would he tell us that, hey, by the way, the way that you think things through is not the way I think things through. Right. Why, why, well, why, why would he say that? Why could he say that? Understanding that is important in our, in our learning to posture ourselves and surrender for one thing is there are going to be things that just don't make sense to us because we do not see the whole picture, nor would we be able to handle seeing the whole picture sometimes, yeah. but learning to trust him and, and trust that he does see the whole thing and sees how it all weaves together. That's an important piece of communication for when we're doubting and we don't understand the answer he's giving us. Right. Right. Um, so, uh, see, he sees it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and not only do I, God speaking, I see it all, but I'm working it all. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of people involved here. Right. There's a time involved here. There's truth involved here. Um, and then my result is going to be supernatural. It's going to be uh, powerful. It's not going to mm-hmm. be natural because the way we think, that's the only way we can think. Right. Is... Well, it seems to me that this would be the best way to go, uh, or Mm -hmm. this makes sense to me, or shouldn't we do this? And we're always thinking of it in terms of me. What should should I do? And God says, well, first of all, you got it backwards. (laughs) It's about what I'm going to do. And I need to get you in the right place for me to do what I'm going to do. And what am I doing? I see the whole thing. Mm -hmm. I'm working the whole thing. Uh, and I know the future uh, and things that you don't. And, um, and I'm going to give you the instruction step by step by step. Right. Uh, two things. One, you actually couldn't handle the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And two is that if I told you the final answer or I told you the end line, you would go off and do it yourself or you would stop and say, okay, then when you do that, let me know. Right. He says, I need you to keep walking with me. It's a path. And this is what we got to keep right. remember. God's will is a path. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's, by the way, milestone. We have milestones. We have answers. We have resolution. Guess what? The next thing up right behind it is now needs to be processed. Right. Uh, what do and I there's do joy and delight in, in each of those steps that we take with him. And yeah. if we forego the process, we're missing out on all of the joy that he wants to reveal and walk with us in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, I'll give you an example. Uh, my uh, son and his wife and two, two, our two grandkids, boys, uh, Peter got moved uh, with Lockheed Martin. He works for Lockheed mm-hmm. Martin as an executive to Dallas, Texas. Um, so goes through... The first step of that will is where do you want us to live? Mm-hmm. So through a series of uh, walking and, and looking, asking, seeking, and knocking, they wind up and they get this house um, in north da- north part of Dallas. Um, and that, that house has been secured. Mm-hmm. And we actually just last weekend moved, helped them move into it. Yeah, you unpacked a lot of boxes, right? Oh, or man. at least Linda did. No, no, I did. I did. Hey, guess what? Good job. Um, I unpacked uh, the kitchen. Oh, did you really? Linda, Linda was off doing something else, and I unpacked the kitchen, which is like I said, I don't like doing that, but I did it. You know, and uh, and then uh, Shara, her, uh, my son's wife, got the stuff. I put it on the counter, and she went and put it all away. So by the right. time Linda got there, kitchen was pretty well done. 
Uh, uh, she had to a, be surprised. She, she was shocked. <laughs> like, Rich, you did that? Yeah, I did that. You know, and, uh, so anyway, they're all they're all moved in and they're and they're mm-hmm. unpacked and okay, and they hit the milestone. Found the place, and we're in. Uh, then uh, they now have another question: Where do we go to church? What friendships do we develop? Right. Um, see, there's a whole. There's always a series of next things mm-hmm. after that milestone is is done. So it's not like okay, great. Thank you, Lord, for getting us to Dallas. Thank you for getting this house. Hallelujah. We'll take it from here. Yeah. Well, and something important, I think, to think of in that, though, is there is always this next question. But if we aren't careful, we can begin to look to God only for the answers. And we're seeking the gift more than the giver rather than flipping that on its head and recognizing that each new step is an invitation to intimacy, which I know we've talked on here a lot about, but, um, but that it's part of the journey, his intimacy, our relationship with him is the purpose. You know, we tend to, and can get caught up in just finding the answer. And when we let the answer be the end of it all, we're missing it just as much as if we didn't ask him. Yeah, because and, it's the journey as well. Yeah, and remember, one of the qualities of that journey, which is the kingdom of God, is joy. Yes. Are you enjoying, you know, the next step? So that you know, like you said with Peter and Shara, they don't just say, "Okay, great, now we're here. What's next? What's next? What's next?" Mm-hmm. It's, are we enjoying yeah. walking into the next? Right. Why? It's well, not just a the, checklist of to dos to yeah, answer. Because of the yeah. relationship, um, and are they abiding? Are they hearing? Are they seeing God mm-hmm. do supernatural things? Um, right. So, uh, you know, it's a beautiful thing. He says, my ways are not your ways. My thoughts are not your thoughts, which means why we've stated you got to listen mm-hmm. because it's not a logical thing. It's not a, oh, yeah, sure, I should go do this. It's let me give you my insight, my wisdom, which, by the way, mm-hmm you understand and you're willing to receive it because mm-hmm. it doesn't make sense to you. Right. So like Ananias said, so I heard you say for me to go to this guy who's trying to kill us. That doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. But he was willing to hear God say, well, your ways and your thoughts aren't my thoughts. Right. I'm up to something different. Here's what I'd like to fulfill, and I need you to do it. I'm, you're a piece of the puzzle, but don't don't limit me because it doesn't mm-hmm. make sense to you. Uh, right. And and let my thoughts and my ways, you know, be uh, a beautiful thing of what I I speak to you that can be completely right. different. Um, yeah, and and give it to you. You you kind of experienced that when you were thinking about going down to your dad's. You're like, man, I really don't want to go. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God spoke to you and said, well. I have, a, I have a different thing going on here. Right. Talk, talk a little and bit again he, yeah. about that. So that helped understand why God's ways are not our ways. Yeah. You know, I was not, I wasn't looking forward to it <laughs> as I've shared with you before. I was, I had a little bit of a bratty attitude of my heart, but he really did lay out for me. That may not be what you think is the best way to spend your time or your money for that matter. Um, but I have one, he spoke that he had an adventure for us in that, that there was something yeah. he was inviting us to, and that we were going to be blessed to be a blessing in the midst of it. And once he spoke the promise over it, then I'm like, Oh, well now I'm kind of excited to see what it is you're going to do. But even in that, it wasn't like, okay, I'm just going to run and go do it. It's okay. So when do you want us to go? Because I knew enough to know just because he'd spoken the promise doesn't mean all the timing is lined up yet either. And so it was a, a waiting and a seeking process of, okay, tell us when. And then he revealed the time. And as he revealed the time, we acted on it. And, you know, and I shared before how when we got down there, everything just fell in perfectly. And we had neighbors literally coming to us, offering to help and helping us get the job done. And we restored the house to this beautiful place. We were able to bless members of the community financially for helping us. And um, had some intersections with people that we would not have had if we hadn't listened to God's timing even on it. And lo and behold, within two weeks, the house is sold or under contract anyway. We're going to be closing in um, just a little bit now. 
um, but under contract and a family that is excited for what that house is going to hold for them is ready to move in. And none of that, y'all, all of those pieces are things God had to orchestrate in timing. And if I had forced, you know, my type A personality wanted to go down there, check it off my list and get it done months ago. And God kept saying, hold. And by the way, I need to correct your heart before you even go. And, and then I'm going to set out the timing and he did it so beautifully, you know, much better than I could have ever, ever orchestrated. I know it. Um, and there's always a heart then to, uh, follow and, and proceed with, well, if this is what you're asking me to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I believe, and I understand your way is not my way. Your thought is not my thought. So I'm not going to evaluate it that way. Right. Uh, I'm open to whatever you have to tell me mm-hmm. and trust you that since you know more than me, I'll, I'll just go with you. So, you know, for example, we do retreats um, and we've had a couple of scenarios where generally speaking, we're doing, you know, five, six couples mm-hmm. uh, as a retreat. Now we don't, by the way, we don't do more, much more than that because of the, of the nature of what we do. It can't be, it's, it's a not, little cumbersome. It's not a seminar. Mm-hmm. It's experiencing God and learning to walk with God and, and uh, following God and, and hearing from God. So we, we actually teach them and walk them through that. So by Sunday, Friday to Sunday, they've done it. And they said, got mm-hmm. it, let's go. Uh, so generally it's five to six. Well, I've had a couple of scenarios where uh, we had five or six signed up. And in the last week, right before the retreat, like three of them, three couples cancel. Something happens, mm. sick. People, right. People well, especially get, during COVID, it rel- gets a rel- tricky. relatives uh, have a problem, you know, and so we wind up with two couples. Mm-hmm. Well, the first thought is, well, we're going to put a lot of time and, and energy in for two couples. You know, um, why don't we just change the time and have them come back later? Mm-hmm. You know, hey, God, uh, that makes sense to us for our time, our energy for them. Wouldn't it be better if? Mm-hmm. And God says, uh, no, these are the two couples I want to have come. I want you to give it away to them. Mm-hmm. And what's going to happen is going to be unique. That's my way. That's my thought. <clears throat> With that, because I've learned, well, you know more than I do. <laughs> right. Uh, and your ways are, are not my ways and your thoughts are not my thoughts. See, my heart is just, okay, got it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I don't, and at the time, you don't understand why. Because it literally doesn't fit. You know, like, well, right. why? And, and if I said to God, and I've done this, okay, mm-hmm. I'll do that. Tell me why. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and he says, uh, I'm not telling you why. <laughs> uh, trust me mm-hmm. that my way has a purpose. Right. But I'm not telling you what that is. Are you going to be obedient to me or not? Mm-hmm. and believe that my way is best. And then sometimes he does show us later down later. the road. Yeah, well, you know? yeah, even in this case, so it's a couple of things that happen. I, these couples come, two couples. Um, interesting enough, uh, they each had kind of unique issues that mm-hmm. needed more time mm. uh, to process uh, for right. them to, to really get through something that they needed and had you had a group of five or six, they would have never, they would have never even brought it up. I don't think. Right. Right. Uh, so the fact that we were so intimate, they brought it up and we processed it and we could talk about it at dinner and uh, you know, we could continue the discussion. So we had more time with them for God to speak to their hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in this one case, uh, this, <laughs> this couple, uh, you know, they went through the weekend with the, just uh, two couples Um and they get, convert, they get changed and hear from God and start to really grow. And she calls me up about, oh, about a month or two later and says, hey, this so changed our life that um, I'm involved in this ministry and I think they really need this. Would you be willing if I brought a whole group of mm-hmm. them to come? And what it led to was a, a whole new sequence of people that That's were, that were a, a way bigger group that came and God said, you know, don't worry about timing. Don't worry about your idea. Um, I know what I'm doing. 
and mm-hmm. and trust me, you know, because my way is is not your way, right? Uh, and just believe that because I say something, it's true. Mm-hmm. Follow me as I'm up to something, right? Well, that's I don't know if you remember this or not, but um, Dan and I actually our first abide retreat was we weren't supposed to be at that particular retreat. Right. That retreat was for C12 leads. And Dan was a member of C12 and somebody had just canceled at the last minute. And we heard, Hey, free weekend away from the kids. And we're like, Oh, we're there. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> but we were a last minute cancellation. Somebody got pulled out of that and, and inserted us um, perfectly in that. And boy, I think about, I, I don't know who that was that was supposed to go, but I'd love to say thank you to him for canceling for whatever reason that weekend, because what was set in motion there, we had no idea. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah, <laughs> we've had we've had a lot of those situations. So we're happy that happened. You know, that's uh, absolutely, that's absolutely. Here, here we are doing podcasts together. So uh, that's why God says, you know, the, remember the my bigger purposes are mm-hmm. are bigger than you can you can imagine. You're joining my bigger story. You know, even what happened with you and Dan. You know, last mm-hmm. minute, start to learn and start to grow, start to be leaders. You and I connect up to do podcasts. You know, mm-hmm. who knows where it's going to go is that exactly god says let me walk with you step by step by step i i have bigger things that i'm up to which is always mm-hmm. uh, to invite people to himself uh to have them abide in the vine to learn what it means to walk with him he says i have a will for all everybody mm-hmm. and by the way the my will is spectacular yes hey rich rich and kathy teach them to follow me because uh, yes. they'll it'll really benefit them uh, mm. and uh, how I do it, yeah, they'll just have to go find out and experience <laughs> it, you know. Um, and then he tells us something about how important this is. Uh, go to Isaiah 14, uh, 24 to 27. Uh, Isaiah 14, 24 to 27. Just an interesting statement <clears throat> that we can unpack a little bit about why it's so critical to uh, let his ways be his ways. Okay. The Lord of hosts has sworn, as I have planned, so shall it be. And as I have purposed, so shall it stand, that I will break the Assyrian in my land and on my mountains trample him underfoot and his yoke shall depart from them and his burden from their shoulder. This is the purpose that is purposed concerning the whole earth. And this is the hand that is stretched out over all the nations. For the Lord of hosts has purposed and who will annul it? His hand is stretched out and who will turn it back? Yeah. So he asked the question, uh, who can annul my will? Annul mm-hmm. means make it of no, no, nothing, make it not, not right. effective. Uh, now, there's an interesting answer to this. Um, fundamentally, nothing and nobody. Per se, why is it nothing and nobody can thwart God's will? Well, because God is all powerful and he can, <laughs> he, says, he can do anything he wants to do. With he says, it. <laughs> because, uh, because my, uh, remember my power, my word, mm-hmm. uh, trumps the material, the circumstances. Right. I can make things happen. How I can speak to it. Mm-hmm. Why? Cause I created it. It happened out of my word. So his spiritual mm-hmm. power is speaking is is superior to the to the circumstances so he said the satan the enemy difficult stuff uh nothing can thwart can thwart my will he said however there is one thing that can thwart my will what is that i'm assuming when we get free will in the middle of it because he will not trump our free will right so the answer is us (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, because we can refuse to walk into it mm-hmm. and he said um my will and is he's this. not going to force us I'm not going to force you uh and i'm not going to then make it happen anyway because it's all in sync with the kingdom mm-hmm. okay the kingdom the kingdom means there's a king mm-hmm. and, and if he's the king i'm not the king but i'm following <laughs> i'm following the king Right. He says it happens in the kingdom mm-hmm. when I'm the king and you're following me with your surrendered will to mine. If you choose not to, it says you walk into the flesh, you walk out of the kingdom. And he says, you're, you put to death the power to make, have me fulfill it. 
you, you're at enmity against me and you cannot mm-hmm. please me. Romans 8, 5 to 8. Uh, so the example we have uh, is the Israelites, after uh, uh, crossing the Red Sea with Moses, saved. God says, my will mm-hmm. is to take you to the promised land and I will uh, uh, defeat the enemy city by city by city. You will occupy it and you'll be at mm-hmm. peace with everybody around you and you'll have a beautiful life, covenant life, blessed to be a blessing. That's my promise. Mm-hmm. The two million Israelites that crossed the Red Sea said, we're not willing to go. We don't believe it. And we're not even right. willing uh, and this is what unbelief really is. Uh, I'm not willing to be persuaded that what God has to say is true. Mm-hmm. So that's an important. Can you touch on that? What you just said? Cause I think that's a big thing for people too. Unbelief isn't just, you know, it, it, it's more than wrestling with the wrestling with and allowing him to, to show us is different. Can yes. you unpack that just a little bit? Yeah. Um, so, um, uh, as you get into the depth of belief and unbelief, uh, God, first of all, God says, I'm, I'm promising you this. Mm-hmm. This is what I say. His question back to us, do you believe it? Mm-hmm. Um, there's really kind of two responses to that. One, kind of, mm-hmm. but not really. But I'd like to. Right. Or... Nope. And I don't care. I don't believe mm-hmm. it. I'm not even willing for you to persuade me. I've already decided. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the examples we have is like, for example, the, uh, 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 the, the dad with the kid that had fits uh, by a demon had taken him to the disciples. This is in Mark right. chapter 9. Take him to his disciples. Uh, they couldn't do it. Uh, they couldn't heal him. Uh, goes to Jesus and he says, Jesus says to his disciples, how long do I got to put up with you guys? <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and he said, all things are possible to those that believe. Mm-hmm. Okay, a cool statement. In other words, there's not anything you got that can't be resolved if you believe it. Mm. What I say about it. The father properly said, I believe help my unbelief yes where he says uh, yeah i i kind of believe it there's mm-hmm. still a part of this right I and i want to believe it <laughs> i don't fully believe and i'm asking you and he under he kind of understood although he didn't fully understand that christ is the author and finisher of faith mm-hmm. um help the peace i don't believe yet you give mm-hmm. me the faith to believe this um, mm-hmm. and so god said that's okay Interesting enough, because of the way we walk, most of the time when God says, here's my promise, my first reaction is, boy, that's hard to believe. Mm -hmm. But I want to believe it. And I know that you're the finisher of faith, so I'm going to stay with you until I believe it. Mm -hmm. And and the burden even isn't on me. It's just I could just go with him. Abide in the word. What do you have to say? Help me understand it deeper. Let me get to a place of belief. Mm -hmm. I want to. I understand I don't fully believe it. And by the way, you say that's typical. Mm -hmm. Uh, So stay with me. I'll give you the faith. I'm the author and finisher of faith. Uh, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. So the other side of it is what the Israelites did. God said, here's here's what we're going to do. Caleb and Joshua says, we believe it. Yeah, if Let's, you speak it, we can do it. Let's go. <laughs> God said, yeah, that, yep, that's a problem. Yep, this is a mm-hmm. big issue, but God said, let's go. Mm-hmm. The other two million said, we don't believe it. And not only do we not believe it, but we're not willing to go any further at all. We're, mm-hmm. we're, we're not going. I'm not willing to be persuaded that what you have to say is true. Right. Same word, by the way, is used uh, in um, uh, Luke where uh, Jesus was in Nazareth, and it says mm-hmm. he could not do many miracles there because of their unbelief. Again, the refusal to be persuaded that what God had to say was, right. was true. And by the way, the, uh, it says Christ was dumbfounded. He was amazed. He's mm-hmm. saying, so 
I'm promising you this fantastic stuff and you're not even willing to help me show you and persuade you that it's true. You've already decided that you're not willing to go. Yep, well then I can't, I can't fulfill it. So right. when we go to here in Isaiah 14, who can annul it? Well, interesting enough, the answer is us. Mm-hmm. And it's all about our heart. Do we say, I don't believe it. There's no way it'll happen. I'm not going to bother with it. I'm not going any further. The heck with it. Or we allow fear to keep us from stepping into it. All yeah. kinds of yeah. things. All yeah. kinds of reasons. Or, well, I have a heart to learn. Mm-hmm. I have a heart to receive. I'm going to keep going with you. Because you just said in Isaiah 14, mm-hmm. what I say is going to happen. Right. Well, why would you not go there? <laughs> right. Right. Uh, because it's fantastic. It's, it's, it's beautiful. And remember, it's his word. He says, my word in Isaiah 55 said, it's not going to return void. My word. Mm-hmm. It will accomplish Isaiah what he 14 will, will accomplish his purpose. So it's going to mm-hmm. happen. What I say is going to happen. Trust me, trust me, trust me. Mm-hmm. When I tell you something that it's hard to receive it, all you say is, it's hard to receive this, but mm-hmm. I'm willing to go further because I believe that your word's going to happen and I know it's going to happen. I just haven't yet seen it. I haven't understood it enough yet for me to believe it and help me believe it. And God says, great, let's go. Right. And God, I love God is so patient to work us right with where we're at in terms of moving our, our unbelief to belief when we have a heart to process. And I think back even to early, early marriage years, um, with Dan and I, and, um, just because of, um, of my background growing up, we, we immediately started tithing as we were, um, young married. And so that was a foundation that was just, that was a given, that was a standard However, he did have to teach us to be over and above generous. That was something he really had to teach us with. And, you know, we started out as he was a second lieutenant. And let me tell you, that's not a whole lot of salary right there. (laughs) Um, And, you know, college, I had college debt and, you know, all kinds of different things playing into all of that. But it's so funny when I look back at the way that that God gently led us and really taught us to, to be generous and how he provides he was very specific in some things early on in our marriage that we have shared with our children that have allowed them to have the faith to just say, you, you don't even question it. If God says, give, you give, but down to little things. I remember one time we actually got, you know, and you'll never hear people get this, but we got a refund check from our insurance company. When do you ever get a refund from an insurance company, right? We had overpaid something or whatever. And so we get a refund check. And when we got it, there were a thousand different things that in my mind, I was like, oh, this could go towards. And I'm super excited about, and God immediately prompted my heart. No, this is supposed to go to this friend of yours. And I'm like, oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had plans already. Yeah, for I this. Got plans. And so yeah. I'm praying about it. And I go to Dan and I'm like, yeah, we got this check. And I do our, our books and we got this check. And I really feel like God's saying we're supposed to give it to so-and-so. And he's like, oh, I absolutely agree. That's what we're supposed to do. And I'm like, oh. Okay. Well, we're in unity. So we go ahead. We send that check and I get a phone call back when, when that person receives it in the mail, I get a phone call back a few days later with the person in tears as their daughter had just had a dental appointment. It was a pastor and his family and their daughter had just had a dental appointment that they did not know how they were going to pay for it. And when I tell you to the penny, the check that I sent, I just endorsed it, sent it to them was the amount they owed on that. That is the sort of thing that God did just little by little. And he would do it. It wasn't like it was this huge, generous thing for us. It was generous, you know, but it was exactly what they needed. And he, he would do that faithfully over the years for us, just upping the amounts as we went saying, okay, I want you to see when I say this, I have exact purpose for it. And sometimes I give you the money for it. Sometimes it's going to be sacrifice on your part. But if you learn to listen to me, I have exact plans and you can 100% trust me with it. And that is how we learned to, to live generously and to live from, from that stance of, you know, open hands because it's all yours anyway, God. That's right. Right. Yeah. And, um, again, as we, as we face things, 
um, God's going to give us amazing truth and promises that are going to be bigger than us and our ability to believe it. I had a couple, um, uh, he was doing a real estate development um, and he was at a position where uh, he needed to develop the roads mm-hmm. uh, in order for it to sell the lots, but he didn't have the money to do it. So his answer was, I'm going to go borrow the money um, and I'm going to borrow it by taking a loan out against my house. That's uh, mm-hmm. it's free, free and clear. Um, and he had already, prior to this, had made a statement that he he would he, he's not going to wind up going back to borrowing money because he's gotten in trouble before doing that. Uh, so we're with him, and um, he's describing this. You know, hey, I got this opportunity. Uh, interest rates are super cheap. Uh, I'm going to borrow the money, take a you know thing. I've I've ordered an appraisal of our house, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and. His, his wife is there, and I say, well, are you in unity with this? Mm-hmm. And she says, no. Mm-hmm. Um, God had told us not to do this, not to borrow money, and I, I believe, I trust God. And, of course, the explanation is, yeah, but we need it to do this, and the money's cheap, and, you mm-hmm. know, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so um, we say, well, we really can't confirm that, we would urge you to go go to God and see what he would have to say about this. Right. But your wife is saying, and Linda and I confirm, we don't think that that's God's will, that his way mm-hmm. is different than that. There's a different way. We don't know what it is, but but his ways are not our ways. Right. Uh, you know, trust it. Um, and God said he's going to give you a, a successful venture. So he's got an answer in there somewhere, mm-hmm. but it's not this. Yeah, but, you know, well, okay, so, you know, go, go work on surrender. So we, we uh, and we're with them for a couple of days. And the next morning we have breakfast and there's a couple uh, from another country sitting next to us. Um, and they've got a, a shirt on it and the shirt on the side says surrender. Oh, I love it. Um, <laughs> and uh, I said, hey, look at, look at that. Mm-hmm. You see that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think I think I saw <laughs> there may be a message there I think for I you. Saying, surrender and he'll give you the answer. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know, you know. So he but he's and here's the key is he didn't say no, I'm not willing to be persuaded that what God has to say is true. He said right. I'm struggling with this, but I'm willing to go. Right. And so he 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 kept going uh that day and that night. Um, and he, he stayed- also didn't pretend that he was okay. He let, he stayed in the struggle, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he didn't say, okay, fine, fine, fine. Yeah. Uh, no, it's, I, I really would like to borrow this money. And, uh, but I understand, you know, I'm willing to surrender, willing to, God said he's going to prosper us. So, um, he stayed with it. And then, uh, the next day he came back and said, okay, I've, I've heard from God that, no, I'm not supposed to borrow the money. I've called the appraisal. It's off. I'm not doing it. Mm. I don't know what's going to happen. Right. But, and we need the money to do the roads to, to sell the lots. So this will be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I said, well, do you trust God? Yeah. Do you have the faith that what God said is going to happen? I said, well, yeah, he's given me a belief because I'm willing to follow that. So, Yes. Okay, so uh, a week later, mm-hmm. he gets a phone call. We're a, a major apartment developer, and we've done research on the whole area, and you and your property, we must have it. And we have to have it in the next three weeks. Wow. So we're going to pay you. X millions of dollars for one acre. Oh my goodness. And it was exactly the number he needed to build the roads. Oh, that within, is amazing. Within one month, he not only only sold an acre, he got the cash because they had to go fast. Right. Which is unheard of. That's Normally awesome. it would have taken months and months and months and months. They'd already done their homework right. and said, we got to have it and we got the money. We got to have it. Let's go. You know, and so he got, he got right. his money uh, and he was rejoicing. 
that God's ways are not his, uh, his ways, mm-hmm. and his thoughts are, God's thoughts are not his thoughts. And it was great. He said, it was wonderful to hear that. Mm-hmm. What he said, even though I struggled, it was wonderful for him to finish the faith right? and then, and then fulfill it with the answer. You know, how cool yes. is that? You know, so um, uh, it's just a great example to all of us that God is up to cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you have a heart to go, he's going to say things that don't make sense uh, and, and don't annul it mm-hmm. by refusing to be persuaded that what God has to say is true. Go the other direction and say, well, you said this amazing thing. Could you help me walk into it? Right. And, I, and take me to faith uh, to believe yes. it. You know, so it's, it's pretty cool. Well, we're at the end of our time today. Uh, so we'll continue this uh, tomorrow. Uh, and, uh, and go further into how God works, a variety of things, by the way, to uh, help us understand his will. So a checking of the spirit, roadblocks, mm-hmm. a whole, whole bunch of things that we'll get to explore as we go into how do we discover and follow God's will, which will be quite fun. So if you got- Excellent, a, looking if, forward to if it. If you got a question, you know, send it in at, at questions at afjministry.com or on the YouTube comments. And- uh, Kathy, we will uh, see you tomorrow. That sounds great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. If you enjoyed today, be a friend and tell a friend. Looking forward to having you back again. Have a great day. We'll see you then. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.